Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me in the studios at the University of Maryland Catholic Student Center, Father Chris Seitz. Father Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. I think we're gonna we're gonna take the nerdiness up to eleven, and <laughs> I am going to play just a little bit of what has been my jam for the for the last like two weeks as I've been um, I've had to help the students stuff like thousands of envelopes for our annual like fundraising appeals Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like i've been listening as i've been like stuffing envelopes i've been listening to a little bit of this of course you have yeah of course it's das silmarillion (laughs) It's the Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien, translated into German, or as I like to say, in its original German. You but, um, are so weird. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, how can you not just love every second of it? It's just beautiful. Mm. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Silmarillion. So uh, we Great. don't have to talk about it in German, but um, I mean, if, if we were really cool, we would. But uh, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're clearly not really cool. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, so uh, maybe, Father Chris, you can give a little summary of the Silmarillion sure. for those who have not read it. Okay, so if you've read Lord of the Rings, you kind of know some of the, the just the worldview, um, the the world that, that Tolkien created. The Silmarillion is basically the creation of Middle Earth mm-hmm. um, with the help of the angels or the kind of the gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first creation of the elves followed by... Um, sort of followed by the dwarves, uh, but really followed by the men. Mm. And then um, just the, the history, basically it's, it's the fall. Uh, so how the elves fell, uh, how men fell, and how they try to fight against the evil uh, that they really brought upon themselves and how they were incapable of really fighting yeah. or, or winning. Um, and then how the gods intervened and helped and, and, so it's kind of a story of, of salvation, but uh, kind of the history of the unfolding of, of these epic stories. Yeah, and um, unlike Lord of the Rings, which is kind of like one main narrative that kind of culminates in, in the great moment right. at Mount Doom and all these kind of things, and you follow like these key characters, this is more mythological, and it kind of is the, the myths and the legends that underlie and undergird the entire story in the Lord of the Rings. Right. And, so it's, and there is still kind of a, a clear plot. There is, but... Yeah, it's a lot more. Which is which is why I like reading it in German because it it, it it's written in like an like Anglo-Saxon mythology, right? And the German brings that out kind of in a really neat way. Um, and 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 there's just it, there's such beauty and drama in it, but it's a definitely a different style than the Lord of the Rings in a lot of ways. Yes, so. yes. So a lot of people that like Lord of the Rings won't delve into the Silmarillion. I mean, there's so many names. There's so many lands. and, and There's so. a lot of... Uh, Tolkien was a linguist, so he kind of lets himself go a little bit there. He talks a lot about the different languages and I, We should like probably that. mention, it, it began with the language. Yeah. The whole thing yeah. began with the language. And so he said, well, I need a history that makes sense of this language. And mm-hmm. so he creates the history of the elves. And yeah, it's, he's crazy. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> so... Why are we talking about the Silmarillion <laughs> on a Catholic Bites podcast? Sure. Uh, there's a couple of very, very definite Catholic themes, even though it's not, strictly speaking, a Catholic, uh, or it's not an explicitly Catholic work, but it is, in Tolkien's own, uh, by to- Tolkien's own admittance, a Catholic work. Yeah. 
Um, so one theme that I think is, is just really big, we may have talked about this before with Lord of the Rings, but that comes out really big in uh, the Silmarillion. At the very beginning, right, you have kind of your Satan figure mm-hmm. and he falls and basically creation comes forth from this music that, yeah. that God and the, and the gods are singing. And, and so there's this music, this harmony, this melody, everything's really beautiful. And then this one angelic being, this one God tries to make his own music that's different and opposed to the main theme mm-hmm. that God has been singing and the angels have been singing. And what, what happens is that God ends up intertwining that uh, theme that he's doing into a new theme and doing something really beautiful and good uh, with that. And he tells this, this character, Melkor, he says, you'll find that no one can, can play music other than what I'm doing uh, against me. And whoever tries to do so will find that he's only making what I'm doing more beautiful and allowing me to show forth my goodness in new ways. Yeah, I think that's such a, like, a, a beautiful insight because it, it shows like even in our world when we have dark and depressing things that seem wholly evil, right. that it's usually just because of our, our limited scope of our vision. But that, like, when we step back, we see that the dark notes are only there to bring about like, the greater beauty in the, in the light and that God can take everything and, and bring it even more triumphantly to completion. And it's worth pointing out, because this is a mythology, that this is a distinctly Christian mm-hmm. uh, mythology. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly some, a mythology that's coming forth from the crucifixion, death, and resurrection. Like, yeah. Without that, you, you don't have the, the conviction of this, this beauty that can be shown in the midst of, of difficulties and ugliness. Uh, what's the other line? That, and though in all lands love is now mingled with grief, it grows perhaps the stronger. Yeah, oh gosh, so. that's a great line. Um, the other, the other aspect of it, then, along with that kind of darker side, bringing about the light or, 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 or allowing the light to shine out, is the fact that like it's they lose for the <laughs> most part. Yeah, like spoiler alert, but like basically, it's a series of defeats uh, throughout the whole right. book un- until the very end, when finally and heroic, heroic, heroic defeats. defeats. Yeah, and incredible stories, right. and epic stories, but like. But they, they lose. <laughs> the they elves lose. The elves lose. Cannot yeah. do this. Yeah. And in the end, there's just a couple of them, like, on the shore of the sea, and, and, and they're just hemmed in on every side by evil. And it's finally, one of them is able to go and, and bring the help from the angels or the gods uh, to, to, to defeat Satan and, and, and bring him about. But it's only divine intervention, really, that enables them to survive. And I think that, that really shows that in our hubris as, as, um, as human beings that we on our own strength are not capable of defeating evil. We mm-hmm. need God. We need God. We need to be connected with him. We need his power and his grace, and he's the one who's going to defeat evil. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. I mean, how what Tolkien does in, in writing the story is that there's these people that seem to, to sprout up out of nowhere mm-hmm. almost, and yet they're, they're clearly chosen or anointed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're very much a sort of Davidic, like, this is a chosen person. Or even... Um, you know, you think of, of some of the ancient mythologies, you know, the, like Homer's, you know, the Iliad mm-hmm. or different things, mm-hmm. these champions that seem to just arise. Yeah. They, that, that seeming to arise in, in the way Tolkien describes it is like, no, 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 this is all part of the plan yeah. uh, that they themselves were not aware of. Mm-hmm. But they needed to, to really be receptive to God's intervention and, and to ask for it. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, in that sense, it's heroic, but depressing, but also really exciting. And right, so Tolkien coined that term, you catastrophe, mm. right? You have defeat that actually brings about um, 
divine intervention and, and victory. And it's it's beautifully done too. I mean, I just to give it a plug. I mean, the as if Tolkien needed my plug, <laughs> but like the the stories in the Silmarillion are so epic and mm-hmm. awesome. You Baron and Luthien and Tour and Turin and 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 the fight with the dragon and all these other different things. And it's just like I listen to them and I get so pumped. They're such great stories, and yet they have a mythos and a, a worldview that underlies them. That's so so attuned to our faith. And I'll just say one more thing. It's, it's clearly also uh, a love story. Yeah. It's basically just a bunch of love stories mm-hmm. <laughs> that he tells. And it's, it's always the love stories that actually bring about the salvation, right? It's yeah. Baron and Luthien's love that bring about the, basically the line, uh, that through leads which to their salvation, yeah, that yeah. leads to their salvation. And so, you know, so much of the time we're thinking like, how do we save the world? How do we say, you know, what do we do for the world? It's like, go get married, you know, go like give yourself to another in love and God will work that out. That's the best thing you can do for the world is to live a love story, a uh, sacrificial love story. And yeah, God will worry about saving the world, but you, you go do what you're supposed to do, which is love. <laughs> so you heard it here first, go get married. From <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know, you work with like college or, students or, uh, or have a vocation to marry Christ or his church. Uh, yeah, that's also good too. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, I think I am going to go listen to more of the Silmarillion. Oh, so, so good. So epic. And the, the narrator's voice is just like so deep and rich. It's beautiful uh thank you father chris for joining us and thank you everyone who actually listened all the way through this podcast to the to through all the nerdiness (laughs) so basically father conrad's mom and dad (laughs) no my dad did not have (laughs) patience for this (laughs) podcast um if you would like to listen to other nerdy and not so nerdy podcasts you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.com catholic bites is a product a production of cast catholic media and you can go to castcatholicmedia.com to learn more about what cast does uh, you can also find us on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And if you rate and review the show, that helps other people discover Catholic Bites. And, and yeah, I guess all that entails. <laughs> Hopefully more people learn more about Jesus. Uh, thank you all for listening, and God bless you.